2: Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today, and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us.
3: Break the news first, and then I'll double back. Go ahead, down
1: So this morning, I have a brief conversation via our wonderful IT, uh, with our wonderful IT team in India. I spoke with Mr. Satish and the software is ready. They will be testing it next week. That's right. He has been diligent and on top of the team. He has been focused. That's why we haven't been seeing him this week, because he has been focused and on top of the team, making sure that they get it. Done.
3: There you go. Software is complete. It is so complete that we have the login information. All right. Yes. Yes. honor just sent me the login information. That's how complete it is. So I could technically lunch today, but I won't. So the software is complete, which means you got you a whole different CEO. Let me just tell you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you got seven Uh-oh. million. Yes. Seven million is to go. Do you understand? So
1: boss me real million. quick, the song that's stuck in my head is Let Me Clear My Throat. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
3: went all the way back to the nineties. got a little airworm there.
4: You got a little yes.
3: airworm. But but let Wait. me tell you. So software is done. Completely done. Finished. I wanna just tell you that. Well, I have nothing really to tell you. I have nothing really to tell you. You, you, you should have been, been ready or you already are ready. just depends on who you are. The only thing that should be said here is go get what you want. I have plenty of motivational speeches for you should you need them, but there's really no need for such. Go get what you want other what do you have your eyes on?
1: I have my eyes on this wonderful. I'm going to call it compound in in South. I think it's is it Southwest or South Houston, but I have my eyes on this wonderful three pro- property compound in Houston. It is a sportsplex, a pool house, and a mansion, all on one property. It's so big, it has like a mini golf course on it as well, and a playground. So I'm super excited. That's where my focus is.
3: It's a mansion. It's a mansion. It's just it's a mansion with multiple locations, with multiple things upon it. Okay, Susan?
5: Yeah, Antonio. Last night I was thinking, um, you know, you had mentioned a, a mansion you were looking at. You also may want to consider something that you can have a whole training facility place on your property where people can come in. You can have an exclusive groups come in.
3: Sure, can okay. Yeah, I, I could do that because it's already there.
5: <laughs> I have a friend that does that. Um, he's been he's been doing all this type of stuff for. <clears throat> Over 26, 27 years, I was in his very first class, okay. and he he has that whole thing, okay. and it's been very, very successful. He'll bring in maybe sometimes just five, 10 people, sometimes mm-hmm. more um, as you grow this group or you know, leaders of teams, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's and a very good idea. Having it on your property. A nice
3: retreat. Yeah, and
5: then they get to have a tour of the property, you
3: know, and yeah. all that. It's stuff. that big. It's it yeah. has it has its own golf course, its own uh, sportsplex. It's it's huge. It's it's a mansion. It is, it is it is it is how many figures would that be? It is eight figures. No, it is yeah, it is eight figures. It is eight figures. So it's eight figures in Texas. That says a whole lot. Yeah, that says a whole lot. Say that again. Eight figures in Texas. So eight figures in Texas is about 12 figures in New York. <laughs> you know, you get a $225,000 house in Texas, and that's a million dollar house in, in California. Go ahead, Susan.
5: Well, oh, I. it made me think of, I'm not sure, I think we were in, outside of Dallas somewhere, and we stayed um, with a friend who owns a big insurance company, one of the biggest, mm-hmm. and you know, we thought, well, you know, where? Oh no, our our home, our place has one bedroom. You'll stay in one of the the houses, exactly. One of the houses on the property, which exactly. A big house in itself.
3: That that's that's exactly what this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly, so we're looking forward to that, most certainly looking forward to that. If you're just joining us, you should know that as of this morning, the software is complete. It is 100% complete, we have the login credentials, we are testing some stuff, but it is complete. It is complete. It is complete. So if you, yes, that's appropriate responses. If you have balloons and confetti, that's it, man. And scotch. I see balloons and confetti. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if you, if you have felt anything of good feeling and intimidation, you're in the right spot. Okay. They go hand in hand. If you're saying, man, I know this is my chance. And you also get that feeling. And, ooh, let me let me just talk, I'm not talking to everybody now. I know I'm talking to Kiera. Who else besides Kiera has had that yes and at the same time you got that uneasy, nervous, okay, Abby, good, Carol, I'm, just, okay, so I'm talking to all y'all. That is where you're supposed to be. That's what comes with greatness. All right, that's how it works. The church would say, "That's the Holy Spirit sitting on you." All right, come on. I thought I at least would have had Patricia with that line. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> all right, good. You got a few of
6: us on here with that line. Few.
3: <laughs> all right, dude. Right. So that's that's what that is. That's that's that. It's it's that feeling, letting you know that that future you says. This is it. This is, this is that feeling. It's not nervousness, it's something else. That's future you saying, Kiera, Patricia, this is it. That's how you know. If it would have been a regular feeling, then that wouldn't have been it. This is it, okay? This is it. Therefore, now, I'm, I've got a different attitude than most. I'm willing to die for this, okay? Now, I'm gonna show you, and then I'm gonna go to the rest of the meeting. I'm gonna show you real quick, I always do this. I save it, I never know when I say it is. I have a, you're gonna hear this again. I have a unique way of doing this, but you're gonna hear this again in about, I don't know, six months from now when I'm teaching the leadership class. But let's talk. A long while ago, I'm going to read it first and then I'm going to break it down. A great warrior faced a situation which made it necessary for him to make a decision which ensured his success on the battlefield. He was about to send his armies against a powerful foe whose men outnumbered his own he loaded his soldiers into the boats, sailed to the enemy's country unloaded soldiers and equipment then gave the order to burn the ships that had carried them addressing his men before the first battle he said you see these boats going up in smoke that means that we cannot leave these shores alive unless we win we have no choice we win or we perish they won. every person who wins in any undertaking must be willing to burn his ships and cut all sources of retreat only by doing so can one be sure of maintaining that state of mind known as a burning desire to win which is essential to success now First off, every time I yes, go
7: ahead, Grace,
3: come on. I, 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 you, I
7: stop, you can stop. You stop being in line with Joel in the morning, okay? When I listen okay. to him, okay? Okay. Because when I was that's one voice. When yeah, I was yeah. listening to this morning, he said, "Uh, don't choose, don't you better not choose your comfort over your calling." That's all I'm gonna say. Keep going.
3: Ooh-wee. all right, Dan? You, you keep listening to him in the morning. You understand? This is something in two thousand. May 27, 2008, the lady who adopted me died. And as far as I'm concerned, I was a loser. I'm just probably gonna tell that story that same way every time. I did not allow her to see me in any of my greatness, at least not organized greatness or not deliberate greatness. September 12, 2008, Hurricane Ike could a 27 foot storm surge through Galveston, Texas. I lost everything, everything. The house I was living in was five feet off the ground. We had a seven foot water line in the house. That's 12 feet of water total. That house was three miles away from the beach. That storm surge only lost 10 feet in three miles. And I have nothing. And I remember, I'm using real names in this story. I remember thinking, I gotta do something. All I have was a cricket phone. I wish I had somebody that understands. It's like Metro PCS or something, okay. all I had is a cricket phone and desire. And the first thing I said is, I'm using real names, real story, okay? First thing I said was, I need to figure some shit out, okay? First thing I said. The second thing I said is, who do I know got something figured out? And there was this white guy named David Boston, okay? I went to David, and David made me upset. I said, David, I work for you for free. Okay. Work for you for free. He was doing real estate. I said, I just need the knowledge. I'll do it for free. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I'll, I'll get it done. David said, prove it. And that, that made me quite upset, Vanessa. Okay. Grown man telling him to work for you for free. Don't tell me to prove it. But I did it anyway. And I went, Steve, to the ATM. I had $45 in there. David said, We have a three day conference, real estate. Going up to Dallas, 300 miles away. I got $45. So, what did I do? What any red blooded American would do. I went to the ATM and withdrew $300 and put myself in overdraft. Sure did. (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) And drove to Dallas and slept in my car for three days. Just changed shirts. Went to that real estate conference. Nothing changed for me, as far as externally, but I was on fire. With ninety nine dollars, no eighty dollars, I bought a book on personalities from Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, that's his name. And I drove back. Drove back. This you know, forty dollars will get you to back to Houston and Dallas at that time. It still can now because Texas has always been pretty good about gas. And then for the first time, I started reading Think and Grow Rich for the first time, Susan. Somebody gave me the CD. I had no idea that I wasn't listening to Side 2, because they recorded it. It was just Side 1. I thought it was the whole book. And when I heard this book, I I felt like I was floating. It's the first time I ever... 2008, sleeping in a car, On the way back from Dallas, with no more money now, is the first time Think and Grow Rich even entered my consciousness and my reality. And one of the first things I heard was this man say, there's a secret in this book, and if you're ready, you're going to receive this secret. You already got one part of it. And I sit there and I go, what's the secret? God dog, tell me. I say I don't know about y'all. Now, let me, let me talk to, I'm going to talk to Susan, Carol, Patricia, Sugar, Kiara, Carisha. I'm, I'm going to talk to them right now. Y- y'all know young men like me, huh? You you, you understand. Like, hey, Tell me right now, God dogged. okay? This, this this is where I'm at, Read, talking to the book like that. You understand. Hey, hey, tell me, because I need to do something. I need to do something right now. That's where I was at. I didn't get the secret. So I started listening to the book every day for a month, I didn't get the secret. So then that changed about twice a month, I didn't get the secret. So eventually I started reading it once every six months, I didn't get the secret. 2008, 2012, I didn't get the secret. And then 2014, it dawned on me. That secret been there the whole time. Now, Napoleon Hill died before. He can give us this secret. Typically, I would not tell you what the secret is. I would make you struggle, or at least what I think the secret is. But I'm going to tell you what I think the secret is because I just told you, and I say it every single time you all hear me, and you have an adverse reaction, or you get fired up. But Whenever I tell you, that I'm willing to die for it, I am invoking the secret of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. If you ask me, the secret that is hidden in Think and Grow Rich is, if you do something and you are not willing to die for it, you will not succeed. I'll give you every example possible just from the beginning two sections of Napoleon Hill's Stick and Grow Rich. Here's the warrior. And then after this, you get the sharecropper girl. She needs 50 cent for her mama, a young black girl in Jim Crow America. And she asks the master for 50 cent. Now hey, get out of here, girl. She doesn't move. Get out of here. She doesn't move and he's storming to her to give her some lashings and she screams at the top of her lungs, I don't care what you do to me, my mama needs that 50 cents and I'm not leaving until I get it. And it diffuses his anger. He gives her the 50 cent and he's wondering how did he just get whipped by a six year old sharecropper. This book really says this. I I read this book that much, okay? sharecropper there's another guy who wants to be successful later but he misses the prize three feet from gold now the lesson there is he didn't hire experts but he didn't keep going he wasn't with will- when you're willing to die you don't die three feet from gold you die period and over and over if you read it's burning desire, persistence. It's, there's another story, if they can grow rich, which the preacher is like, I got to raise some money. I don't know where it's coming from. Need a million dollars. And he prays. And he writes his little scripture, his, his preacher sermon. And then he leaves it at home. Now, he has an opportunity to go home and go get the script. But he says, you know what? It's in me, so I'm going to say what I need to say. And had he went home, the principal investor that was in the audience, they would have left. Throughout, I want you to ask anybody who's ever done something, or forget anybody. Let's talk about you. I want you to think about the greatest thing you've ever accomplished in your life. Wasn't it personal? Come on, help me, somebody. When you, when you, when you overkick that addiction, wasn't it personal? When that man walked out on you and divorced you, yes. or left you, amen, right? left you and you sat there and your life was over. And you don't know how you got out of it, but you said this personal, I'm getting out of it. Basically, in my words, you were saying you were willing to die for getting out of it. So with that understanding, I'm gonna break down what I just read to you. I'm gonna show it to you if you're visual. I'm gonna read it to you if you're not. And I'm gonna tell you how I interpret this warrior story Because if you've never met a warrior in your life, you have now. I can assure you I am a warrior. And I am willing to die for Racaza and your wealth. This ain't up for discussion. Don't pray for me. Don't tell me take it easy. Cause I'm not. Until I create a hundred thousand millionaires. And Phil and Susan will be some of the first. You understand? Don't pray for me. <laughs> pray for me with a thousand and one, and 1, one, They didn't tell me to stop until the end. I'm giving everything I got. If I go down, Steve, I'm going down in flames, but I will never, ever quit. Software is ready. Just found out today. A long while ago, I'm breaking it down now. This means that whatever I'm about to tell you, which ain't come from me, it came from Napoleon, well, it's actually, it's in his book, but it's been there. This means that whatever you're about to hear, Abby, this been here. This is a universal truth. This ain't up for discussion. A great warrior. So basically, right now, a great warrior is the only thing we're talking about. A long while ago, is just giving you the time. Warrior happens to be the noun. What kind of warrior? Great. So before I finish, great would be the adjective, warrior would be the noun. Essentially, ladies and gentlemen, as we do this sentence diagramming, if you're going to be a great warrior, then you probably need to do whatever is coming after this. We don't know yet. Faced a situation which made it necessary for him to make a decision which ensured his success on the battlefield. Faced a situation which made it necessary for him to make a decision which ensured his success on the battlefield. Stop looking at that and look at me was forced to make a decision. What kind of decision? One that would make him win, where on the battlefield? One more time, Patricia. Forced to make a decision, where on the battlefield. Why, to ensure his success. Ladies and gentlemen, in order for you to be successful, at least according to this parable, or actually it's not a parable, but in order for you to be successful, at least according to this, you're going to have to have some trouble. (sighs) That's, hey, (laughs) I'm just trying to give it to you the way they're giving it to you. Some trouble, for Vanessa, <laughs> forced him to make a decision <laughs> that ensured his success on the battlefield. All right, case I got trouble right now. That means that you're in a good position. Help me somebody. Let me keep going. Carisha, I'm coming down your driveway right now, okay? He was about to send his armies against a powerful foe. Now, let's stop for a second. Essentially, if you are forced to make a decision, you're automatically on the battlefield. If you're not forced to make a decision, you're not on the battlefield. You cannot have success off the battlefield. There's a sacred text, Steve. There was a guy, minding his own business, heard a voice. Said, you need to leave your kindred. I'm about to do something great for you, but I can't do it around the folk you know. I'm talking to somebody right now. (laughs) I'm about to do something real great for you, but I need you to get up and go. Go where? I'll tell you later. Just go. Getting in the keys. (laughs) Just go. Got some directions? No. Got a leader? No. Do I got followers? No. You gonna talk to me? No. How long you gonna be silent? 25 years. What am I supposed to do? Go. Oh, I'm talking to you. I gotta speak now. Come
8: on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because one, that's like the biggest test because it's going to like ignite fear. How big is your uh, faith within, not only your, your biggest faith within yourself and how bad do you really want it? Because so many people want to do things in a comfort zone and you can't do that, especially if you want to be above average. This voice that he heard say, get out your comfort zone, go to a land I'm going to show you. What kind of land is that? It's going to be a promised one. Which one? Promise for you. What you want me to do? I want you to go. How you want me to go? As in go, (laughs) where you want me to go? Where I tell you, when you gonna tell me, when I feel like it. Later on, centuries later, millennia later, this same man is called a man of faith because he walked with no law, no leader, no word, no nothing. No Buddha, no Jesus, just walked. That's the truth. It, it's, that's the truth. Somebody named James said, count this man faithful. Some, some preacher in, in, in an ancient sermon, it's, it's called Hebrews, says, hey, he's in the hall of faith. Anytime you make a decision, that's all right. But anytime you are forced to make a decision that's about to change your life, or you on a battlefield. And the only time you're ever going to be successful is when you're on the battlefield. Mm, come on, Susan.
5: Antonio. <laughs> you know, I talked about my brother. No worries,
3: away. Steve. No worries. I'm sure you're going to screen record. All right
5: talked about my brother passing away. That was Labor Day weekend. Um, we had intentions for my mom to move up in our home with us in Ohio, where we were all set, been there you know, our whole life. And uh, New Year's Eve, I talked to her at 5:30, went upstairs to get dressed. We were going to a New Year's Eve gathering. And 30 minutes later, I get a call from the neighbor that they found her in the bushes. It was cold and dark and she had broken her hip and was yelling for her. I made a decision right then. I stopped what I was doing, made, got an airline ticket and started packing my bags and I never went back. Um, Phil came down three months later and we were in the battlefield. I'm, and I did not put her in a rehab nursing home place. I said, no, I had to sign a release. I brought her home. I had them all come there. And I had to be by her bed pretty much 24 seven, the first three or four months. And when we talked last night, when she finally was done with the Rehab and they gave her a cane. She said she carried it like a purse for a couple of days and said she was throwing it in the canal But we we made a decision and we have been in the battlefield this whole time here. It has been The toughest thing ever. It's been the most rewarding ever. I would never have had it any other way to be there for my mother and it was, it was that decision, a defining moment, but it, <clears throat> you know, Phil came down, you know, we left our home, our furnishings, everything that, you know, I thought was important. And I still miss those things, but they're not important. Like you lost everything in your place, you know, all my antiques and all the things. But <clears throat> during that time, I look now, today, where I am at this very moment in time. I never would have thought I'd be working with, you know, Les Brown and doing all that I did there with that for several years. And, and, and then to meet you and Deanna and Grace and, and for us to be in this spot together. And I'm ready to go on the battlefield I like being on the battlefield. Um, and I, I, I know I'm supposed to be here at this moment in time with all of you. And it's an honor.
3: Man, come on. Come on, y'all. Y'all better catch this energy. Come on. Like, I was just, I was going to say, but look where you at now. She did it for me. <laughs> she, she did it for me. Y'all catch this energy. I'm d- the software's done. You understand? It's battlefield time. See, here's what's going to happen. Some of y'all going to be like, oh, my God, the software is done. Life is about to get easy. No, nope, that ain't that ain't how this works. That ain't how this work. Patricia, they're to come for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to question your faith? They're going to they gonna even say you don't even practice what you preach. Oh, they're going to do all that. Oh, they're going to do that. Oh, they're going to they gonna do it. And then this was really going to happen. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready? God ain't gonna act like God sometimes. Oh, y'all wasn't ready for that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, it's, 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 it's in every sacred text. I can, I, I can randomly pick one. Don't matter. There's moments in which God don't act like God. God, you see me out here struggling. Come on, I wish I had somebody to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I take care of my mama. I take care of everybody else. you know I'll put the shirt off my back for people. you just cut my lights off Come on, help me somebody. you want me to testify' God testify Jerome. come on come on Jerry too. come on.
8: God wants you to act more like God. Come on Jerry. <laughs>
3: can inspire tomorrow
7: this is journalism that helps the world we live in this is Make fit news
8: <laughs> that's what it is that's what I had it. a conversation last night with somebody that I really thought that was in the light that I had some understanding with <clears throat> <clears throat> and I went through the same the same conversation that I've been through I don't know how many times before and you know what amazes me is just that sometimes the people you think really got your back and are really supportive and they just throw in the towel. They just go, you know, I don't know, man, there's so much going on around in the world now. I think all I want to do is crawl in a corner and just and, and hope we make it through. And it, it just baffles me sometimes. It just baffles me. But I think God wants us to be more, That's right. more like he's taught us and more right. use what we have. That's, That's all I got to say. No,
3: That was everything to say. This is a time when you <laughs> act more like God. Hold on real quick, Jerome. Hold on. <clears throat> Give me 30 seconds. Let's Jerry and the food around and started me on something real quick. Hold on. Let me tell you something. If I can let me, let me uh, Patricia, I'm just talking to you. I ain't talking to nobody else. Let me, let me tell you something. I got folk around me to tell you I done gave everybody everything. I've been willing to die for folk who wouldn't even willing to apologize to me. Can you relate? Okay. Everybody who started with me ain't here. Not a single one. I ain't never did nothing to them. I ain't trying to be holy. This was exactly what Jerry said, stuff happened either to them or the world and they took their little basketball, they went home and they hid in their living room and said, please just leave me to my TV dinner and leave me alone. Some, somebody else needs to make the world a better place. And when that happens to y'all, please know that those people have expired in your greatness it's not personal if i can give you a word upon this day loyalty has an expiration date <laughs> i got you Carol. loyalty has an expiration date just because y'all were friends doesn't mean you're not friends it just means your loyalty to them to stay in that place has expired thank you jerry Thank you very much <laughs> come on carol did jerome we get carried because jerome will say no now, come on both of y'all
0: i'm laughing because the funny thing is i was very close to um to someone and it was a male actually and the relationship was like okay you know this isn't this isn't working for me um a little bit too selfish right so i said let me step away from this i got a lot of stuff to do for myself anyway so i started working on that person comes back in the picture just as a hello you know, hey, how you doing all this all of a sudden, you know, I guess things weren't working out on the other end. So I'm like, okay, come back in the picture. And then here, you know, I'm doing all these different things. Wow. When you get all that money, why don't you shoot a little bit over this way? I almost died. (laughs) No. Yeah. I got the nerve to say that. Like, I know you're not serious. (laughs) See that? We'll do it. They'll do it if they can. (laughs)
3: <laughs> they will. Because and listen, because they they look, don't even want her. They want her greatness. <laughs> They'll watch it on Facebook. See the change, like, ooh, I like that energy. That's all they want, is her energy. Don't even want her. Let me tell y'all something. Get ready, Jerome. Destabilized people only have one. Let me, let me let me let me go back and talk to Patricia real quick. Patricia, if I'm unstable and I'm trying to court you. The only way for me to get stable is to destabilize you. Let me talk to everybody. Picture me as a baby that can't walk. I'm eight months old. Law, I run up on you. I can't walk. I'm I'm destable. The only way I can get stable is if I crash into you. Did you hear what I just said? And then hold on to you. And I got to knock you off a little bit. Some folk are in your life to destabilize you so they can get stable. I said a whole lot just now. <laughs> <off.
2: laughs> the
7: best part of that was having a mental picture of you as an eight-month-old,
3: <laughs>
7: <laughs> running um, to Lost
6: legs.
3: I'm pretty sure I was too much. <laughs> Go ahead, Jerome. You to testify over here. Oh,
10: yeah. I said, oh, God yeah.
3: ain't nothing like God.
10: And, and I got a testimony. Oh, come on said, If you ain't been through a test, you ain't got no testimony. Now, everybody on this call, if you're listening to me and you're doing something else, I would advise you to stop and pay attention. Because Romy Rome, Baldwin was on, got something to say. If you pay attention, you will notice that normally when I'm on the call, there are two devices for Jerome Redd today there was only one that's how severe the attack is because i couldn't get the other device up to work because obviously they didn't want you to hear what i you better pay attention talk sir. i got something to say you guys know last wednesday i buried my mother and because of COVID-19, it took us two weeks to put her in the ground. God allowed me to be in three meetings about my mother and her legacy. One was with my sister, who's gonna take care of my brother now that my mother is gone. One was with the children of my brothers and sisters, and the other one was with my brothers and sisters. I suspected throughout this journey that they they were coming after my brother to swindle and take his inheritance and leave him in the cold. Not so. They were coming after me. And they came and they whooped me and they whooped me good. Oh, they whooped me good. But I'm thankful to the God of heaven that as I sat in the last meeting, he said, Jerome, they don't want him. They love him. They're going to take care of him. But the problem is the only person who has the ability to make sure that they do the right thing throughout the entire process you. And if they discredit you, you have no credibility. And this orchestrated lie from the pit of hell has my brothers and sisters against me, their children against me. And the lie that's going through the family is that Jerome is going to put Joseph in a home and sell the house. And none of them came to me and said, excuse me, Uncle Jerome excuse me Jerome, this is what I heard. Is this true? Not one. And by the time I sat in that third meeting and figured out that's what was going on, the lie, the perception had become reality. Now let me tell y'all something. And I thank God for Antonio. As I sat in that last meeting and realized what had just been done to me over the last two weeks, My pastor said, Jerome, it ain't about you. It ain't about the house. It's about your brother. And I sat with my sister and I said, have you noticed with everybody gone, we're talking like brother and sister? She said, yes. And I said, you were in your feelings and I was in my feelings, weren't we? She said, yes. But you know and I know it ain't about our feelings, is it? She said, no. It's about Joseph, isn't it? And she said, yes. I say, let me say something for the record. Whatever you want to do for him, I am on board 100%, and I will sign anything for him 100% if it's for him. But it must have legal precedent. We are not lawyers. We need to make sure whatever we do is within the law so we don't destroy him down the road. And you know what she said? I'm, I'm in am agree with, and I walked out of the house, but folks, I walked out of the house after two weeks behind the scenes, had no clue that my name was being rubbed into the dirt. And while I sat in that meeting, let me tell you how bad it was folks. As I sat in the last meeting with my brothers and sisters and Joseph, the one that's mentally disabled, came in the house drunk, went in the kitchen and got something to eat. He walked to the kitchen door and he looked at me. And he said, Jerome, and I said, yeah, Joe. He said, Jerome, I want to stay in the house. I want to stay in my house. And I said, no problem, Joe. I wanted to cry like a baby. Who would sit him down, mentally disabled as he is, and plant inside of him that Jerome don't care about what your mother said. He's going to put you in a home and sell this house. And I went, wow, that's how satanic this attack was. And some of you who know Deanna, Grace, Reggie, Tempest, Antonio, y'all know about the other side of what I've been going through. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, here this comes. And let me tell you how bad it is for... It is so bad. Right now in my family, I'm telling the few who believe in me, I'm a pariah. I'm a leopard. You got to stay away from me because if they believe that you have any compassion towards me, they're going to come and destroy you. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I know who's on my side and I know who's going to fight my battle. And I'm not worried about the ships because I'm going to win. But the point is, what God let me see, folks, is my reputation is tarnished in my family. He who steals my money steals trash, but he who steals my good name steals my fortune. I may never get my good name back. And, God, Jerome, you might die before your name is ever redeemed, but I want you to do the right thing regardless. Love those who persecute you. Be kind to them. Pray for them. Love them in spite of. Because guess what, Jerome? You were just like that at one time. And Christ went to Calvary and died for you. So guess what, homeboy? Now you got to become the Christ. Can you handle it or can't you? So I may have to, and listen to me, folks, my family means the world to me. My mother means the world to me. And right now, my entire family believes that I'm a piranha, believe that you a Christian, you a man, a God, you all, you all here fronting, and you're going to do this, you scum of the earth. And I went, whoa, now I want to get my my name, please, please. Folks, I can talk all I want. Nobody's going to believe me. Some act of God or what they see is going to change that. Not a word I say. And here I am trying to get on this call just so I can get some information with Rikesa, with Antonio, with ATS, and the adversary won't even let me get my regular devices up because this attack came, and it came. Heavy, and I called Diana last night, and, and 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 I didn't I didn't even message Diana, but I wanted to make it clear to you because I know you're on now, that I don't have any choice in the matter. My books and everything else on the other side, we got to get that going. Yesterday, okay. along with Rikaiza, along with ATS, and with everything, you know why? Because I can't redeem myself. I can't get it right with my family. I'm a piranha. I'm on an island all by myself. Mm. Folks, that's all I got to say. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. So let me, you segue right here. I ain't even got to address what he said, because this does. Whenever you on the battlefield, after you made a decision to release them books, y'all, after you made a decision to follow Antonio, it's going to be a millionaire. You got no other choice but to do one other thing, Vanessa. When you go up against an enemy, the battlefield is going to put you against an enemy that's more powerful than you that outnumbers you. Oh, man, man, man. (laughs) I got you, Karen. Hold on real quick. Listen to me. Y'all about to get the greatest experience of your life. We about to win, but you will be outnumbered. They will be stronger than you. And if you think you feel the milk and honey all the way to greatness, you don't understand life. You can't get teeth in your mouth without breaking your gums. Come
0: on, Carol. You know, um, my heart goes out to you, Jerome, for sharing that because you just gave us power. And let me tell you something, you're not alone because you got ATS and all of us have to resonate at that same place, that same place of strength because that's where we all become strong and we all can support each other through this because everybody, is a lot of us going through so much mess out here, which means there's a breakthrough right around the corner and we just got to really hang in there so although we're going through our own little things that are happening with us personally we're all going through it we're resonating at that same point which means breakthrough is right around the corner we just got to really hang in there all of us got to really. you help me to move my behind forward quicker put it that way with this whole thing
3: good stuff that's what i'm talking about good job know what I taught y'all yesterday, the power of manifestation, the truth about manifestation. Jerome, you missed it. I'll speed you up. It's not that the breakthrough is just coming. It's the entire process is the breakthrough. And if I can get, let me just talk to Christian folk real quick. If I can get Christian folk to understand one thing, and I wish I can get y'all to understand it more often. You don't need God to show up in your life for God to show up in your life. You don't need faith. God would show up without faith. There was, there was 11 people, true story, <clears throat> locked in a room. Because the people trying to hurt them looked just like them same color same 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 school same religion went to the same temple now they locked in a room it was the it was a friday i almost lost myself grace (laughs) it was a friday locked in the room okay and god then shows up don't even touch the doughnut Patricia says, what y'all in here hiding for? Peace be unto you. Help me, somebody. <laughs> I came here to breathe the same way God breathed on me, I'm breathing on you. Peace be unto you. <clears throat> but the whole time, get ready, sugar, I'm coming to you. I know you got something to say. The whole time, 11 of them was supposed to be there but it was just 10. One of them was in trouble. Because if one of us is in trouble, all of us is in trouble. How do you handle it when other people crucify your dreams? Ooh, how do you handle being post and being in between post resurrection and pre-Pentecost, how do you handle it? <laughs>
5: watch yourself
3: (laughs) how do you handle it when you locked in the room because the folk that claim to be godlike like you want you dead that's what's happening i'll tell you how god handled it without faith you do know that was not a faith situation patricia there's nothing about faith in that one of them was not even in the room, had to wait seven days, like eight days later just to get back. The other 10, one of them dead, committed suicide. The other 10 sitting there. How do you handle it when you know you don't have faith? Well, let me tell you how you handle it. You don't. That's when God show up. Say, Patricia, I see you. I wish I had somebody. Abby, I see you. I know they counted you out. I know that they don't believe in you. I know the family's against you. And I know you're waiting on your husband to make it all better and straight. And I know you want to take care of him before he get back. But let me tell you, if you was the last person on earth, I'm still showing up for you, Abby. I wish I had somebody that knows that. Vanessa, I know what they say about you. I know they're still trying to keep you the addict that you used to be. But if you was the last person on earth, Vanessa, I'm still showing up. I don't need you to have faith. I got faith, peace be unto you. That was for you Jerome, okay? Come on sugar.
4: Oof. Jerome, what you just shared gave you so much more strength than you could ever imagine. My spirit got angry about what you just talked about. Because families, I work in the funeral business, and the things that families do after their loved one is deceased is unbelievable. But you've got to look at, you're going to the top. You're going up. And the anger isn't about you at all. It's about the God that's inside of you. And they're lost. But they the minute you hit that top, Look who's coming after you. Look what they're going to say. Oh, that's my brother. Oh, that's my this. Oh, that's, oh, you know I love you. But you stay steadfast. You stay steadfast because what you have to do is put them on the altar. Because nothing is altered until it goes on the altar. You've got to surrender all of them. All of them, surrender them to God. And you keep right on. Because see, this battle, it's not yours. It's the Lord's. And you've got to look and see and understand you are a winner. You've already won. Because the team you're on, the ASD's team, but you're on God's team. And we're into this as a family. And we're not going to let that happen to you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Love you.
3: Let me say something. Vanessa, get ready to unmute your mic. I want to hear from you.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Let's let's keep this altar talk going since she brought up the altar. All right. Since she brought
7: up the altar. Okay. Well, good morning, everybody. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, what I want to say is that we are on a much higher call. Talk about it. And um, it's what's in us that they are attacking. And uh, because what god has in us is getting ready to be it's getting ready to bless and free a whole lot of people and that's what god wants that goes back to what you were talking about antonio about being a servant and that's what a servant is right that's all that a servant is um jerome it's not your time to free your family or and do any of that stuff for your family and even your job. And it's not. This is not the season that you're in. Um, what God needs you to do is, get, is to be ready to do what all of us supposed to be doing, which is getting he- wealthy, getting healthy, so we can continue to answer to that higher call that's on our lives. Because we do have a higher call. And the reason why the little, the people that's pecking at us, like you were saying, Antonio, you started out with X amount of people and they are not there now. It's because, see, you're eagle. We're eagles. And those little, what, what you call them? They, they can't gonna hang, y'all.
3: Turkeys. We're going to call them turkeys.
7: Oh, yeah. They can't hang. And it's not the downgrade on anybody. But they come to peck. But what we have to continue to do is stay on this call, which strengthens us. Because that's where the strength is gonna continue to come from, with our praying and our believing, our feeding, our spirit, and being a light to one another. That's what's empowering me. It's the energy, it's the vibration, it's the intention, it's our goal, it's our vision. And mainly what I really want to say is the desire. <laughs> Antonio, it's the desire. It ain't nothing else. Because when I wanted to, to do right, I I just could. Said. <laughs> it was when I wanted to do right that I could, but all about the grace of God. I get on my knees this morning, y'all. I literally get on my knees on the floor. Because it's when we do that, that's when we honor the God that we say we serve. And God is a consciousness. It's a consciousness. It's a God of our understanding. And with that,
3: i got you it's patricia go patricia What you go and close his eye?
6: you know this has been it's always a great time on the call but what it really reminds me of this morning is we know that from the word of god we know that he created the end from the beginning <clears throat> so everything that we see everything that we've experienced um none of it um has taken God by surprise. He knew our uh, victories. He knew our defeats. He created them, right? Um, Because he created the defeats and he created the victories. We know in the end we win now. But it's when we, it's those defeats that teach us. And so when I encounter situations like Um, I'm so sorry, Jerome, you had to go through what you went through. Man, when my daddy passed, it was, it was ridiculous. And it was just God that kept me through every single situation that I had to deal with. Um, And I was considered the one that was the more diplomatic in the family. So when other members couldn't deal with it, it fell upon me and I'm the youngest. Okay. But because he created the end from the beginning, That's what gives me the confidence and the trust in God to know that it's all going to work out for my good. I don't care what you throw at me. You can do whatever you want to do with me. I know who my God is, and I know who I serve. I know who has me. I know who created me. And I know who created the situation that I'm in right now. It's all him. And so when I finally came to the conclusion in my life that it's not my own, that, uh, that, that, that I belong to him, and it's not about me living my life, it's about him living through me. Well, then I can then, let me put it this way. <laughs> the situations that he allows me to walk in To that, he created for me for my good. He's gonna bring me out of those things. He's already given me, I already, when I don't see it, and as hard as I don't know what, and I, it's dark, I'm in the, it's like I'm in the bottom of the ocean, I can't see. But I know that there is one that has already created my victory for me. So I just have to keep going forward, moving forward and never giving up because I'm going to get to that place of victory. But if I stop, I'll never get there. But if I keep moving forward, then I will get there. And I have to remind myself, oh, okay. You created the end from the beginning. My, My, this is no surprise to him. When people come against me, that's no surprise to him. He already knew. He already knew. So if I just try, I try to keep a mindset that says, Lord, you created the end from the beginning. You knew what was going to happen. You created my successes, my failures, everything. It is not about me. And when I can take myself out of the equation and allow him to be in the equation, then that's my superpower, right? That's my victory, because then it's not about me. It's all about him.
3: I hear you talking. Let me speak this word to everybody and then we out of here. If you're just joining us, the software is completely done. We're testing it right now. We got the login credentials. May all of you be the best Muslims you could possibly be. Highest expression of yourself. The the kindest possible. Serve. The best Christians you could possibly be. Highest expressions of yourselves. Serve. Share the light. The best atheist you could be. Highest possible expression. Serve share the light as for me I'm gonna die before I quit I said I was gonna do something because God told me to do something and until complete all my energy is in this place I got no backup plan there is no plan B, Jerry. It's your dream car or bust. It's Susan's buying real estate in South Florida or bust. Ain't got nothing. I got nothing else. Antonio, what's your dream? For Carisha to get everything she wants? For Carol to get everything she wants? I ain't got no more dreams. I've done everything I said I was going to do. At this point in this place, the only thing that drives me is to create a legacy for 100,000 people or more. And 100,000 of them will be millionaire legacies. I can't sleep at night, Patricia, when I don't do enough during the day. Every time I try to run from this, I get called right back to it. Every time they put me on the cross and crucify me, I get magical healing out of nowhere. This is what I'm supposed to do. And every time I try to leave in law, it hurts when I try. So all I can do is see it through to the end. So y'all make sure that you love your own legacy more than I love it for you. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plant better, you can dominate. All right, everybody, we'll see you on the next call. Y'all have a great one.
9: When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. and that's why you need Zip Recruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that Zip Recruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that Zip Recruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person